You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Jason Zook. Jason is co-director of TQP Plus Programs with South Bend Schools. Uh, we talk a little bit of everything. We talk South Bend Schools. We talk the grant program that's fantastic for undergrad, uh, those of you looking to get into teaching, so you can get the details on that. And we just have a good time. We wrap up with some answer the internet. And this episode is brought to you by Martin Supermarkets. Locations all over the Michiana area. Pop into the side door deli. I like the sushi. Got to get the sushi. They have good Cubano sandwiches, also very good. Um, And as usual, Martin's Supermarkets, martins-supermarkets.com, at Martin's Martin's Markets on social media. Check them out. We'll have some more guests coming up from them later in this season. And for this episode, Jason Zook, South Bend Schools. Enjoy. Jason, how are we doing today? We're doing great. Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming by. Um, I So I kind of want to break this interview into a few different sections, and we're going to start with your background. Um, you're, you're with South Bend Schools. Um, is I think especially on the leadership side with South Bend Schools, um, yourself included, been bringing in some pretty high-end talent, um, which is starting to be evident uh, tell us a little bit first, though. Like, are you from here originally? Are you from South Bend? I am from New Carlisle. Grew okay. up just uh, to the Not west. Too far. Uh, yep, went to New Prairie, class of '95. Yeah, go Cougars. <laughs> And then, so growing up, um, obviously that's not very far away. How often would you pop into South Bend? You know, it was unique. It was unique living in um, New Carlisle because very familiar with Laporte, Michigan City. That's where my mom was from, Michigan City. Um, Dad's from Hudson Lake. But then you'd go to South Bend, the big city, to make your major grocery runs. Go to the mall uh, back when University Park was just in the middle of a field. Which um, mall were you? A Scottsdale Mall or University? Well, Park we mall? did both. Um, okay. You know, it was like once or twice a year the big shopping trip yeah. to University Park Mall. Uh, Scottsdale a little more frequently. Yeah. Um, but um, it was I can still remember when the bypass uh, ended <laughs> uh, before it went on. So uh, it was unique. So growing up, got to see both worlds. Uh, both towns and then uh got older just went to iusb here and so uh just kind of drifted more uh, to the east and uh south bend my dad and myself even were kind of a similar situation my dad's from north liberty so uh-huh. not far from here um i lived in north liberty and south bend a little bit when i was younger but growing up always came to north liberty to see family and such and then it was like well we're gonna go into south bend tomorrow for the day and it was like the the it big was, and it was the same thing going to the mall yes. going to like the notre dame bookstore that kind of stuff and it's like yeah, it was the big it was the cool thing it was do. an excursion it was yeah. like you were going on a va- not a vacation but a trip yeah and so you had to pack the car and make sure the gas tank was all tanked up like you were going so far <laughs> away so interesting growing up north liberty you know where mill creek is then. yeah 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 so i got a good buddy that uh, grew up in mill creek and uh um, that's interesting. Yeah, gr- so small world. grew up coming to North Liberty all the time, and it was so. If you believe it, like the town I spent much of my childhood at was far smaller than North Liberty. Like I'm a high school class of twelve, thirteen kids. Oh wow! 
So going to even North Liberty was was pretty cool. And my dad was the last high school class in North Liberty, so it was mm-hmm. like eighty one or so mm-hmm. before they became John Glenn. Okay. Um. So yeah, still go to North Liberty quite a bit. Um. And I, I know it's still for them. It's like South Bend is coming to the coming to the city, and it's a cool thing to do. So you ended up going to IUSB then. Yep, graduated from uh, New Prairie, and then uh, went to IUSB. Graduated with my bachelor's degree in education, mm-hmm. uh, with an endorsement in kindergarten and a reading endorsement, and then jumped right in in my master's, which is in early childhood, and uh, have uh, been in the corporation now for 22 years. I've taught. Uh, grade levels kindergarten through eighth grade math uh first grade is the only grade level that i uh had not taught uh, some of those were due to being transferred bumped around moves what have you um, started my career at jefferson mm-hmm. and uh, went out to warren and then spent the last 10 years at brown intermediate center um, where i taught uh, fifth grade sixth grade seventh and eighth grade math really enjoyed it there um, then worked uh was always involved in the union and so worked my way through the union ranks became union president for the teachers and then uh, three years ago, opportunity opened up to work in human resources, and where I've uh, now been there for three years. So, so when you started your teaching career, at first, was it? Did you always have plans to go to a more corporate side of academics, or did you think you were just going to be a teacher? Um, you know, I I didn't. I, I I just got into sixth grade my first year, and uh, just saw teaching as my future. It wasn't until my, I think it was our. Th- my third year of teaching that the union sent out a survey with the bargaining team and asked questions. And I was, I was intrigued by it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, you know, I think I'll uh, apply to be on it. And I was chosen. And uh, from there really got involved heavily with the union work, uh, both at the local and the state level. And uh, was sat on the ISTA uh, board uh, as a board member for a few years and um, really enjoyed that piece. But also through my union work and working with teachers uh, I found really interesting uh, the human resources side and uh, specifically contract language, enforcing the contract, making sure uh, things are followed correctly. And so that's what uh, developed my interest on that side. And when the position opened up, I applied and was accepted. So very pleased, very happy. Are you still, do you still get joy out of like contract language? And I do. I've been on uh, the negotiating teams. I enjoy contract language. I read I read other corporations' contract languages, uh, not to say in my pastime, but uh, when I have a down moment, I like to pick them up and keep refreshed what's going on because there's always things that I feel that are great for our district or for mm-hmm. other districts as I meet other HR-related um, uh, people, employees, or other teachers, always asking them questions about um, their policies, procedures, uh, rules, and things like that. Now, have you found that enjoying something like reading contract language, that's a very high-end skill to have. Like, it's a very important skill to have because whatever you do in business, if you can enjoy something that I would say most people probably view as like, oh, this is something I have to do, that then becomes a very valuable skill set to have. Well, thank you. Yeah, I I enjoy it. They're written differently. You know, it's not... Um, well, yes, it's a legal contract. It's not written as mm-hmm. a legal contract, but uh, it's it's uh, the way contracts, uh, where teacher contracts are written, uh, professional agreements, uh, they're very unique and a lot of history behind them. Uh, of course, when the laws changed uh, here many years ago, I think in 2012, there was a lot of contract language that uh, was taken out. And so we lost a lot of history in that. But at the same time, um, it, it keeps everybody, uh, these are the rules, these are the regulations, procedures, and... Um, you know, if it's in writing, then it's important to follow it. Do you ever get, given that you, you excel at reading contract language, do you ever get 
friends or anything bringing you like personal contracts being like, will you look over this real it's quick? Not so much, yeah, it's not so much <laughs> personal contracts. It's more of the professional agreements uh, that come through, but there's always that interpretation and there's always the history behind it. Uh, being in the corporation for 22 years, uh, I've been able to enjoy um, those before me that have retired now and then being a part of conversations or reasonings why we have certain uh board policy or why do we have certain administrative guidelines or the contract language this was developed because or just even you know just simple day-to-day procedures that we have is just well this had to do because back then and so as employees retire and leave we you know sometimes we lose some of that uh, history which uh, is, is disappointing but it's important that uh, we, we continue to share it and document as much as we can is very important. And I know in your role now, you you work very closely with teachers. You're, you're a partner and a cheerleader for the teachers. Do you think it gives you a little bit extra oomph, for lack of a better word, given that you were in the classroom, you have lived that life rather than, you know, going straight into the corporate side? Um, I, I feel that it's important that, uh, you know, I have that classroom experience. I spent almost uh, 15 years mm-hmm. in the classroom before I left to be uh, a full-time release uh, association leader at that time. But... Um, I do. I think that experience is important. Uh, I'm able to share, uh, again, the context of why certain things are the way they are. Uh, again, things have changed, though, because I've made, I remember in a conversation from being out of the classroom, being a little distance from it now. Uh, well, you know, when you go to the computer lab, hey, we don't have computer labs anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. they have one central one, but every kid has a Chromebook or we're one-on-one. And so it's the little things like that that start to eat away at your experience because you, you take it from a framework and a time frame of when you were in the classroom. And so it's important that with the, with this grant, it's important that I'm out there. I'm, uh, you know, visiting with my uh, residents, visiting with uh, my mentors and seeing day-to-day operations as best as I can uh, through that uh, to keep me as fresh. So when we are having conversations with potential candidates, uh, everything I am saying is relevant Mm -hmm. and key. You mentioned the grant. I want to get into the grant. So I'm, both of my parents are teachers. Um, my brother is a teacher. I'm pretty much teachers everywhere. Uh, this grant is, if, if someone wants to be a teacher, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's a no-brainer, but it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, it, it, this grant really is phenomenal. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, can you kind of give us, like, a high-level, surface-level, this is what the grant is, elevator-type pitch for it? Yes, it is a, a federal um grant that uh, the corporation received in partnership with Indiana University South Bend. And what it does is it pays a living wage stipend to a residency uh, for a person that wants to be in education that graduated with their uh, degree. And then uh, we are also uh, then paying for their coursework as they work through this and they'll end up leaving with a master's in education. Which is I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. Like, that's a lot for looking at someone that's looking at it that's potentially an undergrad right now. Um, Let's get into the nitty-gritty and a few more things for it. You mentioned stipends. You mentioned masters being paid for. Um, Let's start on the stipend side because I I know a lot of, like, my friends or such, when we were going through school, it was, yeah, there's a couple opportunities for me after I graduate, but what? how am I going to be able to pay my bills? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this grant largely has that covered. Yeah, we've, we've stayed competitive with our uh, starting pay salary uh, for the corporation uh, with this grant. So that, that's been really good so far. It's somebody that completes their student teaching uh, with us. So they need to be in the education field. Mm-hmm. And so they'll graduate from the university. Uh, and it's kind of leveled. Uh, first opportunity is given to those in the education department at IUSB. Then it's open up to the IU network mm-hmm. uh, for those across the state. Which is how many states. campuses? 
10, 11? I think so. Yeah, close to that. Yep. I don't have an exact number, but I would specify that. More than yeah. a few. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, all over the state. Um, and then um, and then it's opened up to other universities within the state, uh, people that have went there that have graduated, but then they must enroll at IUSB mm -hmm. to be a part of it. And then if needed or if there's room, uh, we would uh, welcome candidates from out of state then would enroll at IUSB. And then so with that, so that's kind of the beginning. And then it is, it's an 18-month program as far as you do your student teaching with the uh, university, and that's with them, and then you'll come in and do a residency. And if you think of a doctor that does a residency with other doctors, uh, they work time in the ER, they work time uh, in other levels in their expertise, this is that same concept that as a professional, as educators being professionals, they get this opportunity to work in the classroom day to day with a mentor teacher that's assigned to them, and they do everything the teacher does. They, you know, besides grading papers, they are, they are writing the lesson plans. They are teaching full-time. They are, um, you know, putting in uh, attendance. They are working on the reports that teachers need to give. If they're in the special ed field, they're working on case conferences. They're attending the PD. Then that goes on for a year, and then they're guaranteed employment with us um, right after that. Um, they have to make a three-year commitment or pay what pay the um, stipend back, a residency uh, back, at, living wage stipend, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, back, and plus the schoolwork. And then with the university side, it's 18 months that uh, goes on. So the residency is the one year, and then they spend the that next semester, whether fall, spring, depending on their timing, finishing up their white paper with the university with the research that they've conducted during this program. Um, far as a payment, we pay a living wage stipend of right now it's $30,000, um, and that's across the year. And then also we'll pay for the tuition at IUSB, which wow. is approximately $12,000. So yeah. you're, our starting teacher pays $42,000 for the corporation. We're matching that in what you're getting and you're receiving that master's. That'll last you a lifetime. On top of that, then, we probably spend about $5,000 on each resident in um, supplies, technology, and uh, other things, uh, professional development. Uh, we sent our last group to Boston to um, Learning in the Brain. And so we spent a few days in Boston that um, they got to work with. The uh, main focus of that PD was working with kids in trauma post-pandemic, which is very relevant um, to what our residents and mentors are dealing with here in the classroom. So that's, that's as far as the payment-wise. We can't, uh, the, the residents can't receive a paycheck. They can't be working. So they're not the teacher of record. Mm -hmm. um, they are, but then they were guaranteed the employment. They're not offered insurance um, because that's for employees. So they are given a W-9, so the taxes they take out when they file their taxes. But you're talking close to a 50K investment. Uh, pretty it, close right now, 42 done. plus 5, yep, 47. Yeah. And then if there's any other, few other odds and ends yeah. that trickle in there, I will say when we pay the tuition, we pay everything that and for their books. We're paying for their fees, and we're even paying for parking at the USB yeah. campus. As you and I know, <laughs> yeah. it's always uh, tough to get a spot. It is, so, uh, it they're is. Getting a yeah, we were just on tank. campus a couple weeks ago, and I was like, well, I guess we got to find somewhere to park here. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. I'd like to dig into, you know, some of those supplies that we offer. We bought... Um, our residents and mentors, I will say that our mentors receive a $4,000 stipend for being a part of this program. They get a thousand a grading period. And, uh, and they're open to all the supplies as well that we give the residents uh, during their time. And uh, we've been able to buy an 85-inch smart TV. Uh, when I say smart, it's not like the smart TV you have at home. It's, that, it's, that you can talk Netflix into. Yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. can talk Netflix to this one but too, But you know right? a little bit more. <laughs> right. It's really two computers that have been like, 
welded together, mm-hmm. from my understanding, from the tech department, and that you know it's touchable. Everything they run's right there in the classroom. Um, and so I haven't had the opportunity to work with them. I've so it's seen almost them. like a digital whiteboard too. It right? is absolutely hundred yeah. percent. It's a one-stop shop for what a, a teacher needs in the classroom. Um, I know our district is, I think is, it has the in plans works to be purchasing others for everybody, mm-hmm. but they're getting the smaller version and yeah. we have, we've, we purchased all the bells and whistles that comes with it. And so we're really proud with that. I know our, uh, our current mentors and residents are very excited about them. And we are too. It's you know it's 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 our flagship of what we can do in this program. On top of that, we've ordered um, oh I think it's um, thousands of dollars worth of books for our classrooms uh, for our residents and mentors. Depending on their grade level where they're at, they got to order. It's it's our grant focuses on STEM as well, mm-hmm. and so uh, they got to and order explain STEM. STEM for the listeners. Uh, science, science, technology. Um, there's also STEAM that includes the arts. Uh, so, you know, kind of interchangeable sometimes, STEM and STEAM. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's science-based. Yeah. Uh, so our residents and mentors got to order classroom scents that are um, STEAM-related, but also then personal. What do they want for just their classroom in general on their grade level to help supply them? So they each got a few hundred books uh, for their classroom this year from Scholastic. And so that's been a very exciting purchase order. Their teachers were in mentors and residents were very excited about that to uh, be able to build classroom libraries right off the start that has a STEM focus that supports their um, work in the classroom. And that's going from the special ed, the kindergarten, our language arts in the high school, history in the high school. Um, Our grant uh, touches all subject areas, uh, whether it be PE, art, music, and those special related arts, uh, then also K through 12, all the different um, classroom subject areas there as well, too. So we we have a nice, open, flexible opportunity for people that are interested that have, gra- have finished their student teaching that, uh, and they don't have to do their student teaching with us. We prefer it uh, because then you've built that relationship already with your mentor. Mm-hmm. And so you're just able, you've got kind of the things out of the way of like, you know, uh, how does classroom management work within this class? How do we handle different things? That's kind of been in the school environment as well too. And then you're able to jump right into that residency and uh, go for it. I guess when you look at the difference between student teaching and this residency, student teaching is you, you sort of observe what the teacher is doing. You build up, you teach the lesson for a few weeks, and then you hand it back off to the teacher and you're done. This residency, you are co-teachers and you are doing everything equally working together. And I, they have the flexibility in the classroom to decide maybe the one teaches this period, one teaches another period. We don't um, have a script as look, you have to do it this way or that way. It's, it's, it's built on a relationship. And that relationship between the mentor and the resident of what works best for their classroom, their schedule on any given day. Some of the other perks that we give our resident, our, uh, residents are um, we model the teacher contract for them. Uh, that the corporation offers. So even though they're not employees of ours, um, they, they get sick days like our teachers do. They get personal business days. Unfortunately, if someone passes away, they get bereavement days. And their attendance is all worked out with the university and handles that. But that's, we've said, you know, if they're coming in, we're going to model what we do uh, for there. So they just get used to the program, get used to the expectations. They're expected to show up on time at work. They're expected, you know, through when they're end of the day, that's when they leave. They get the 30 minute duty free, mm-hmm. just as their teacher does their plan time, what have you. So it's, it's really making them while they're not that teacher that year, getting them prepared. So we've actually, this is our third year of this program. And, uh, the first year they are teaching 
right now. And so uh, we have a very high success rate. We're at 100% retention rate with our wow. uh, residents who are now teachers. Our second group will be finished up uh, here towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And we've had two mid-groups. Uh, just because you finish your student teaching in the fall and you start in the spring, that's not a problem either. Um, and it's worked out really well because during the middle of the year, we've had maternity leaves. We've had um, people resign for whatever reason and go work somewhere else, what have you. And uh, so those residents that came in the year all received positions immediately when they were ready and were able to get a, you know, an extra half year before it goes, before they start. So it's, it's gone really well. Um, we're very excited. Um, you know, like everything else, we got this grant right when uh, COVID sort of started hit. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that's called, you know, these residents had just like our teachers welcomed online learning. Yep. And so they got quite the experience, but, um, you know, mastered it, um, have been successful with it. And we are very pleased uh, with that. And then, so through the federal grant, we have, I have a board of directors that governs and we meet every quarter, um, met, it is made up of top administrators here in our area. Um, we also have included, um, those from IUSB as well. And so we meet every quarter and look at things that are going, the budget, how, where we're at benchmarks and then moving forward our our grant with the federal budget i have mm-hmm. a federal um person who oversees everything and i have to meet with him quarterly uh we have to su- um, support evidence to our goals that we're meeting and then also for our uh, budget as we move forward and get approved every year one thing i did want to mention men- you you kind of mentioned earlier but you can you can want to get into like any subject, any vertical mm-hmm. within schools and still do this program. So you mentioned whether it's PE, the social yes. studies, math, science, what, whatever you, whatever you would like to end up doing, there's a position for you. That's correct. We are, we have to be classroom related. So counselors, social workers, psychologists, unfortunately, we cannot um, cover under this, under this grant. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as any other classroom positions, it's open, you know, those high needs areas, what we're looking at, mm-hmm. that's science, math, special ed, um, those, we really want to fill those. But of course, you know, we're, as there's a national concern about a teacher shortage, this is a great opportunity to guarantee you a position um, and get your foot in the door right away with things. One thing I also want to talk about that this grant have mm-hmm. is our sustainability piece that's required. Not only so if you go through this residency program, which is you've gotten a layer of support there. That next year, then you are going through, and our, our district offers a support of classroom management, things that you've had, but just, you know, making sure that you're following the district's curriculum and going through. Um, and then we'll have a couple retired administrators through the university be working with those residents here moving forward, offering that help, support, and you have a another mentor. Uh, while it's not associated with my grant, the corporation provides mentors to new teachers. And so even though you've been with us under a residency, you're still considered a new teacher. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have another mentor for that. And then which will be your third year sort of in the program, second year full-time teaching. We're currently working uh, in discussions because we haven't got to that layer yet, but having a one-on-one mentor for all of them that will personalize areas that they may be struggling in, just want extra support in. We'll look at their evaluation this year from their principal. Maybe there's a couple areas that they can improve on. And this person's going to work directly with them one-on-one to just provide that layer of extra layer of support. So by the time they're done, they've had three years of consecutive mentorship, support, and success. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's Again, I said it when we when we kicked it off. Like, if you're undergrad in education, it 
it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, it's 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 an amazing opportunity. And I don't even know if we specifically mentioned it or got to it, but when they finish this residency and the master's, like, there's a contract waiting for them. There is. Yep, you're guaranteed employment. You'll start on the, because you'll have your master's, you'll be on the master's scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, um, that has long-term effects. Uh, master scale makes a little more money. Yep. And so after 30 years in your career, 40 years, 50 years, uh, uh, in education, uh, your yep. pension, your pe- it adds up for your pension, yep. um, which can make a world of difference over time. And then, of course, we don't want our employees to leave. But if you leave, you go to another district, you'll be able to start on their master scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that it all plays into uh, an opportunity uh, that you're not going to find many other places. I will say the state does have a residency program as well that districts can apply for. It's only paying a $15,000 residence of um, support stipend, uh, where ours is less than that's less than half. Yeah, yeah. yeah for just the, the, the money side of it, yeah. that living wage stipend. Uh, but also then, of course, we're kicking in the tuition and extra uh, supplies, technology, technology supplies, things like uh, that. So uh, and then when we order supplies, you know, we're looking at, you know, We've been able to order uh, classroom sets of whiteboards for every kid to use. And, you know, we look at buying the set of all the colors of the markers. Mm -hmm. And just we're able to go above and beyond to really give our residents and our mentors an opportunity to have things that, A, they don't have to buy with their own money, um, that the school can't afford to purchase for them, uh, but making sure that they have the opportunity to take their enrich their students and go go further than what they normally could. Before we get to some of the fun questions, let's... Let's plug where, so everyone's heard this, they know that it's a great program. Where can they go either for more information or to just straight up apply? Yep, so we're called Preparing Teacher Leaders for Underperforming Schools Plus Grant. Uh, They can go to plusgrantprogram.com and then all the socials at Plus Grant Program. Perfect. And I know the socials have some, um, there's some testimonials up there from both the mentor side and the resident side that have gone through this, kind of give you a little bit what to expect, um, some additional information. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you fit the criteria, I, I would encourage you to go to that website and check it out. It's uh, If I was going through school and I was in education, it would be a no-brainer for me. And, and, of course, this podcast, we love South Bend. So you get to stay in South Bend and be with South Bend schools. And would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Jumanji? You know, I think I think I'm gonna go with Jurassic Park because you, you kind of know your enemy there, what's going on, what to be aware no, of. No, like dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. dinosaurs <laughs> is clear cut. You, there's only so many of them. Yeah. Jumanji, it could be anything. Yeah, um, could be a little tiny snake coming at you. It could be a it, yeah, Siberian. It, it, yeah, it's it's crazy there, but um, you know, it would be. I, I'd have to go with Jurassic Park. However, if I was in Jurassic Park, I'd want the the Brahma bull, the rock, to uh, <laughs> to be there with me. So I feel that would be good. So I know he's in Jumanji there, but let's let's but bring him over br- to Jurassic cross Park. Cross franchise yes, a little bit, absolutely. Um, are you a sports fan? I, I know the game, but I don't follow. Did you? Were you a basketball player at all? Back in the day, okay. Yes. Well, then this, like all junior right. high. All right, let's do this. You are someone comes up to you. Let's say Elon Musk comes up to you and says, "All right, you have a free throw. If you I, yeah. make it, I'll give you a million dollars." If you miss it, you can never text again. Are you taking the free throw? Oh, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, I just, you know, we can do without the phone. Okay. Yep. Um, is it acceptable for a guy to use a gift card on his first date? Of course. And before you answer, we have had very passionate answers on both sides. So, I think absolutely. I okay. Mean, you're, you're, you know, absolutely, if you're on a date, you should be paying for the meal. And, uh, I would, 
have no problem using a gift card to uh, pay for that. So, when you're in the back of an Uber, are you a chatter, or do you pretty much just? Uh... Uh, it, it depends on the driver. You kind of get the feel right away. Yeah, um, that but, is true. Uh, I do like to, I do like to ask. You know, just questions here and there. Taxi drivers as well too. Yeah. Strangest thing you've ever eaten. Uh, boy, that's that's a question. Yeah, gator. I've had gator. Ostrich. I, I'm a country boy, so you know I Rocky my, Mountain oysters. I can I can remember. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've had Rocky Mountain oysters, <laughs> a gator. I I can remember my grandma um, making. She called them hocks, but um, muskrat thighs. Okay. From from this my father qualify. was a trapper. This I grew up qualify. trapping, hunting. My brother's trapper. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't done it in a while, uh, but I can remember. Um, you know. Muskrat, grandma cooking them like in a crock pot. Was it good? I can remember. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I ate it. It's good. Yeah, enough, I mean, yeah. I was young. I was young, but yes. How do you order your steak? I'm, I'm a medium person. Okay. I'm a medium, a ribeye. Uh, I love a good ribeye, and so I'm a medium. I'm also a medium, medium person. Yeah. Um, let's say um, someone sneezes around you. Are you a God bless you guy? Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Just you're a bless you. Right yeah. away. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Oh, I love science. You ever seen the episode where George kind of jumps in and doesn't leave space for the for the other person to say bless you? So are you a right away with the bless you, or do you wait to see if anyone else is going to say it? It depends, like, am I busy? Because if I'm if I'm busy, I hear it, but I don't like it doesn't register right away if I'm just we're just hanging just out. Like saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If my attention's not taken away. Um but. all right, who would win in a fight between a Navy SEAL with a toddler's brain or a toddler? With a Navy SEAL's brain. This is kind of high-level questions that you don't get on other shows. Toddlers are sneaky. And he has the and he has the Marine brain. Right. I, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the Marine or the say Navy SEAL brain. Yeah. Yeah. With the toddler yeah. Navy yeah. SEAL yeah. brain. With the Tyler, I agree. Tyler, because toddlers are sneaky. Got the brain, the wits about it. But I remember my daughter was a toddler, <laughs> and she's sneaky. Chef, masseuse, or chauffeur for the rest of your life. I'm gonna go with chauffeur. I like to drive. I, I do. I like oh, to drive. I'm saying you get one. Oh, I get one. I thought yeah. you asked what if I wanted to do. Um, so not the chauffeur because you like to drive. No, I like to drive. I, I enjoy um, long trips. Um, I'm gonna go with the chef. I'm gonna go with the chef. Having right. a chef, I think yeah, it's, it's the right just, move. it could uh, you know feel like this. Whip it up. There Are you, you go. a good cook? I'm a griller. Okay. A griller and a smoker. Um, okay. As far as cooking, uh, and that's smoking meat uh, yeah. there. So make sure make sure we clarify that for the listeners there. Um, but yeah, I uh, I enjoy the you know cutting, splitting the wood, and putting it in the smoker. And you got no choice but to have a beverage and sit out there and yeah. watch the temperature all day. My brother's big griller and smoker of meat, mm-hmm. and um, got I got a smoker this past summer when he was up here. And, like, he handled the first one, and he's like, here's how you got to do this, or you got to do this. And I try to do it on my own. It's not very good. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a skill set. It takes a lot of time. we got yeah. a lot of disappointment in it, yeah. but uh, you just go back at it. I, I have moved from wood burning. I Over the holiday on clearance, I got a pellet grill. That's what, yeah. I, that's I feel what like I'm using. cheating a little bit. I'm, I've let a lot of reviews, put some comments out there, but I haven't seasoned it yet. Wait until the weather gets warmer. Uh, but we're going to uh, venture into the pellet world yeah. a little bit. Um, but I'm not ready to give up the other. So we might just have dual going. This is pellets, and then it's like you have the tray to put he, – he'll put the apple juice in there to give it some flavor. Oh, yeah. Smoked meat done right is yeah unreal. Some things come out right. Uh, I have not gone with the brisket yet. Okay. That's the one meat I haven't attempted. Pork butt I'm gotten right close. Chicken wings, chicken – 
ribs I still chicken struggle wings with. Is what I tried. He's but, like, uh, start with the chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, pork loin, pulled pork, yeah, it's gone pretty good. But uh, with this with this new pellet grill, of course, you know, we wanted to go, we're big, we're bad, we got all the accessories, we've been ordering <laughs> like crazy. So it's it's the brisket, Once well, once I get the master of it, briskets, and then for Chris, you know, we're, go, we're going with the prime rib. So yeah. that's, that's the ultimate What's goal. What's your address again for this one? Okay. <laughs> um, you said you like driving. What's the yeah. longest car ride you've ever taken? I can remember uh, my father would take the two, we'd do the two week, put everybody in the, uh, the the van and head out west. So we drove all the way to the Redwood Trees or Los Angeles. I remember going to Universal Studios. Um, yeah, very big on the railroad trips. I've seen the, the meteor crater in Arizona. Um, so we've hit some places that uh, petrified long forest, drives. long drives all the way up and then um, go through. But if I prefer... I'll drive. My fiance lives out of town, and mm-hmm. so um, you know, I'm, I was, it's, it's a two-hour trip there. And you to don't see mind her. the drive. So I don't mind the drive. I have seen things. Uh, I've been going to Indianapolis for years. I've seen things uh, start to finish of buildings and different things, and I don't mind it at all. I, I enjoy um, driving. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you like flying? Or do I don't have... mind it. Um, you know, I'll do. I just I find it a waste of time to be sitting in the airport. I just, nothing kills me like you're not doing anything. It's yeah. like being stuck in traffic. Yeah. I'd rather take the back roads. It might take 10 minutes longer than sitting but there. But you're doing something. You're doing something. Yeah. Plus, you're always, you're seeing something. What's yeah. going on? Other places. I'll look at that house or what have you. Let's do a couple more here. Um, do you have any unusual habits or superstitions? Hmm. Other people could probably answer that question. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, get my fiance here. She'd be like, let me tell you about him. We'd have to add um, an hour to the I show. Would say, yeah, I think one of the things is when I'm angry, like upset about, I clean. So I am I, the same. I just like. Like I, when things get frantic in your head or yeah. you're just worked up, having order is yeah. calming. Yeah, I like yeah. I like order, organization. Um, but I find that, yeah, when I'm. Upset, I, I I clean things. Yeah, and I become so, a busybody when and I'm I, upset, and I have to watch because I remember as a kid, like I got grounded or something. I remember throwing out uh, for this older group my GI Joe instructions <laughs> to all of my Joes. Wow, I'll just get rid of this, and I can still remember this that moment to this day. So, <laughs> but I never touched my Star Wars toys, so um, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan, and uh, so luckily I never got anything. Uh, Unopened uh, Star Wars toys? Uh, unfortunately, no. They've they're all played with. Uh, but original, original, and I've managed to collect every figure except for the one Jawa that um, from the original that had the uh, I can't remember right now off the top of my head cloth cape or a vinyl cape cape. But uh, so I thought you're a big I had Star him, Wars but guy. I, don't. I love Star Wars. How yes. does the like OG Star Wars movies compared to the newer ones. Love them all. Love yeah. them all. I find details. Uh, Mishawaka kid in the newer ones, right? Yes. Adam yes, Driver? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I love them all. Um, you know, I got to say, probably my favorite one is probably episode three. Uh, when Once Order 66 comes out. I really liked when Once the clones got into it, I'm a big clone guy. And so uh, I, I think that after Order 66, it was... Uh, that just you could just watch that scene over and over again. You is it just Star Wars or are you are you a movie guy? Do you like? I, I'm a movie guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, back in the day, that's what I always did, and uh, still enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, I stretch across uh, many genres. Of At home, movies. or you, do you still like going to theaters? I love the theater. I'm an IMAX guy. I love going to theaters. I love the, I love the theater, but it's it's the dimming of the lights when that preview comes on. You know, usually you know, I just always love that. But uh, big IMAX guy, I love the IMAX, and uh, if I can, like Uncharted comes out this weekend, my goal is hopefully go see that in IMAX on Monday here for President's Day, just because it's just you just that movie just surrounds you, mm-hmm. and so really enjoy that. 
Awesome. Let's do uh, the last show that you binged. I just watched the finished up The Witcher. Okay. Um, is it good? Second season. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. So it's been a while since I saw the first season, so I need to go back and watch. I, was, I wasn't confused through it, but I was like, what's this? What's going on? But uh, it's very good. It's it's um, enjoyed it a lot. And then at the end, they had a I – I never read the books, uh, but I got a buddy that has. Um, so, but um, looks good. I think it was a video game, too, if I recall correctly. Well, before we let you go, plug one more time. Yeah, uh, plus grant preparing teacher leaders for underperforming schools. You can, you can catch uh, information about it at plusgrantprogram.com. Of course, catch us on all the socials at plus grant program. And one more thing before I let you out of here. This is our Martin's question. When you go grocery shopping, what's an item that you're going to get no matter what? Treats for the dog. Oh, yeah. hey, yeah, that's treat, a new, yeah, 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 that's uh, a new yeah, answer. The Obi Kenobis, he, yeah. uh, <laughs> he, he, he inspects those bags when you come home from whatever <laughs> store it is. So I've learned. To... <laughs> what, what kind of dog do you have? I have a beagle. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the can't miss product. Yeah, he, he receives a bark box uh, every yeah. month for that. So that when that arrives, he you know he's sniffing right, he's it. sniffing right into it once that tear that open. But uh, when you bring home a Martin's bag, yeah, uh, you better have a dog treat in there. Awesome, love so. it. Thank you for your time, Jason. Much appreciated. All right, thank you for having me. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.